Hello and welcome to episode 84, our special end of year 2023 episode. Joining me in person to talk about the year just gone, we're talking with Karen Rudolph. This episode was recorded on the 29th of December 2023. For this episode and my favourite episodes, we recorded in person. However, at this time of year, we really struggled to find somewhere nice and quiet. So we ended up in a coffee shop. So please do excuse some of the audio. There will be a little bit of clanging of cups and coffee paraphernalia. I've done my best to edit out the general background noise. So if it sounds a bit unusual, that's because of the heavy handy editing going on. In this episode, we talk about algorithms of oppression, existential risk of AI, that horrible acronym TESCREL, Jeffrey Hinton's resignation, the AI Safety Summit, EU's AI Act and nearing its publication date, the New York Times' recent lawsuit, neural rights, the AI Ethics Risk and Safety Conference, and much, much more. If you'd like to find more episodes, you can go to machine-ethics.net. You can contact us, hello at machine-ethics.net. You can follow us on Twitter, machine underscore ethics, Instagram, machine ethics podcast, YouTube at machine-ethics. And if you can, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash machine ethics. And please rate and share the podcast wherever you listen. Thanks again and hope you enjoy. Hi, uh, welcome to the podcast. Could you introduce yourself, who you are, and what do you do? Yeah, no, hello everyone, and it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Ben. Ben, after so many years. Uh, so yeah, my name is Ken Rudolph, and I'm the founder of Collective Intelligence, which is a Bristol-based consultancy, and we provide training and resources for organisations that want to incorporate ethical thinking and to also understand the potential risk, ethical and societal risk of emerging technologies. I'm also the co-founder of the Tech Ethics Bristol Meetup, which has been running for three years, has been really successful. And also, uh, last, last yeah. one, uh, I'm going to be launching a new project very, very soon. I'll tell you all about it at the end. So yeah, it's called the Ethical Technology Network, and it's a new initiative in the southwest of England. Wicked. Um, so thank you for joining me on this um, yearly kind of roundup, ramble, chat about what's happening in AI, AI ethics. So before we get into that, uh, oh, Karen, no. oh no, I know, I know it's coming. What is AI? What is it to you? What, what do you think? God, okay. I think AI, the, the best way, way to define AI is it's a work in progress, really. I don't think anyone can give a definite answer or a really good super clever answer what AI is. Uh, so artificial intelligence has been around for decades. Now everyone talks about it, but I mean, the two things is the way they try to understand is artificial. I mean, it's not natural. Mm. And intelligence, obviously there are lots of definitions of intelligence and people argue about if these machines are intelligence or, are, you know, stupid or whatever. I think the way to understand AI is maybe from a kind of technical perspective, it's basically a software of machine learning that uses large uh, language models or a vast amount of data to make some type of pattern recognition or pattern analysis and to try to predict what's coming next, which is the case of large language, language models. That's kind of the boring technical definition, but obviously we want something a little more interesting than that. <laughs> so, there are lots of different definitions that is going to be according to your field of studies or your interests. Uh, lots of people say 
and I think I agree with that, coming from a social science, as a social scientist, so my background in sociology, there are social technical systems, which means they are embedded in society. Uh, we feed the system with our behaviors, our kind of rules with all our kind of society as a whole. And we also interact in ways they also feed us back with some of those results. So it's kind of a circle and it's constantly a constant kind of um, kind of feeding each other, basically. So mm. in that way, it's a lot more than just a software. The third potentially way to understand AI is to understand that as a system, which some people say is a system of oppression, you know, something Ooh. that's going to manipulate people. That's yeah. kind of more a vertical ways uh, to understand AI or understand any technology. So some people are really scared of this kind of level of manipulation of uh, especially big corporation or, or uh, big enterprise can have you know, into kind of people's behaviors. Other people see the opposite as kind of system of liberation, <laughs> you know, techno optimism, yeah. everything's going to be great, the society is going to thrive and we're going to be fantastic. So what is AI? I mean, God, it's so difficult <laughs> to say, but it depends, obviously, on lots of different questions, uh, lots of different um, uh, kind of takes on uh, mm. people's kind of fields and interests. But I would say so social technical system is possibly one of the best descriptions. One, yeah. Do, do you fall in the kind of pro-AI or negative aspects of AI camps? Because obviously you were saying that there are systems of oppression yes, there, which yeah, is, some which is pretty, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty yes, brutal. damning, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's brutal, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't believe, I, I don't believe any of the two extremes. I think, and especially when you work in kind of trying to do ethical thinking about the systems, I think that shows people are realistic more than anything. I don't see artificial intelligence as an evil force in any way. I love technology, I think technology is an amazing thing. And the way, and the, the reason I want, and lots of people, yourself working in AI ethics or the field related to technology ethics is because we, want, we believe the things can be good. Mm. And we want to ensure that we're using a method of all the tools we have to, to make these things work better. I think people who don't believe this is, is good or it's completely evil is the people who say, no, you need to stop it. You need to stop all development. You need to stop everything because it's so damaging. But if you want to intervene in a way or another, yeah, that's my take on this. I think it can be a really interesting uh, tool. And yes, it's an amazing technology. So yeah, yeah we'll be pro yeah, in that sense. That's good. Sweet. I'm, I'm doing a uh, double thumbs up here. Um, it it kind of depends though, right? Yeah, yeah, of course yeah. it depends. But yeah, I, I don't see evil forces. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I don't, don't, don't see Terminators. And I think people yeah. get really obsessed with these things. I think it's a good segue because um, I was preparing for the conversation and I felt like that we had um, in the roundup episodes different years for kind of like things which were big, right? So last year it was generative AI. Like mm. generative AI was kind of seeping out of the academic mm. sphere into the public sphere and it was becoming images and texts and all these yeah. sorts of things. And so last year really was a big year for generative AI. You could probably say that again for this year because mm. it's just continued. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But also what you were alluding to is that obviously as ethicists, we probably we don't talk about evil, good, talk about the nuance mm. of the situation what aspects we want to, to take forward into the future. But there's this, I think this is the year of existential risk 
It is, AI. yeah. It's been coming absolutely. for a long time. Yeah. I, I feel like it's really hit the, the public yeah, sphere. Absolutely. In the same way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And it's just, it's not, okay, there's so many <laughs> aspects. I mean, this is like an entire series of what, podcasts just to talk about existential risk. Uh, lots of things are happening. Lots of things also happened, especially from 20, uh, March 2023, when we saw the letter from the Future Life Institute in America, which is an institution also linked. Some people, well, it is linked, really. Mm. It's not some people. It's linked to the idea of existential risk of artificial intelligence. You have people like Max Techmark, who has been famous for being kind of on that side of long-termism and mm. transhumanism. You have also Stuart Russell, which is a, a lot more moderate, but he's still kind of you know, beliefs and those things. Yeah. My take on that is, uh, I think it's important. It's an important conversation. I don't agree with people are like, oh no, we shouldn't be talking about this. You know, it's like kind of forbidden topic. I don't yeah. think that is helpful. We might disagree. Yeah, absolutely. But mm. it's worth discussions. When it comes to existential risk, some people also link this to something called Tesk Real Bundle. Have you heard about this? Mm. Tesk Real. It's a really no. weird. Um, so it's stands for transhumanism, extropiaism. Yes, no, I have heard it. There are yeah, a couple yeah. more, I don't it's remember. A really yeah, long it's acronym. a really long yeah, thing, yeah. which is a, a, yeah. a guy, I don't remember his name, who's been talking about this for yeah. a few months or maybe years, I don't know. Basically, there are three elements from ex existential risk of people who believe this can kind of AI, development of very clever AI can lead into the existential, uh, sorry, um, human um, extension, basically. Yeah. So transhumanism, which is the idea of we'll become some type of cyborg. And they, some people say that this is a natural evolution, human evolution. So our next step is to become, you know, yeah. some type of machine, mind machine, your know, arms, robotics. Yes. So yeah. we are kind of half human, half robots. Yeah. So people really believe that's the next step of evolution. Yep. Uh, we can argue against it well, or in I, favor I, well, against. I'm but, already a robot. You know? so, yeah. so, but that, that <laughs> some people believe that. But then you start adding things like uh, long-termism, which is a different, it's not necessarily long-term vision. Long-termism yeah. is... It's almost a religious, it's really strange. I think, I think this is, you hit across what I think most people have the problem with this yeah. whole thing is that yeah. it's, it seems like a pseudo science religious. Yeah, it's, it's a really, thing. it's a really strange thing. And I, I, I almost don't think in isolation each of those things per se are problematic. They're just a way of viewing the kinds of things that you could put money and effort into, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, or like beliefs in what we should be doing. But the idea that you have all these different things and they all contribute to this uh, almost religious yeah, vision of the world, mm -hmm. which you think is correct, is, yeah. is yeah. probably problematic and, and, and upsetting. Yeah, yeah I think it's <laughs> those people are, are kind of against the, the idea. I'm not yeah. against the discussions of the yes, ideas. Right. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think the idea should kind of have free, you know... I, Ideas are important to discuss, but yeah. long-term reasons specifically talks about not the next 500, not even 500 years. We're talking about the future of humanity in the next 5,000 years. I mean, yeah. even yeah. beyond that, I mean, who knows? I mean, that's impossible to predict. And the religious component, which I found quite interesting, and also has been, uh, people criticize that a lot, is, is this sense of we're constantly looking for transcendence mm. since we're going to be more than our kind of mortal bodies. So we're, yeah. we're going to die. We're going to become this kind of singularity, like a, some type of cosmic travels, 
which is, <laughs> I don't, re- I, I start getting really like, okay, I don't really understand yeah. the cosmic travels. But then you have things like effective altruism as well. Yes. Which yeah. is into the mix. And yeah, that also, for lots of people, that is, is, is complex because you start kind of, in a way or another, you start to kind of create different tiers of human beings or categories of human beings. Uh, potentially, someone who's billionaire has more value than may- maybe you and me or any kind of... Yeah, well, you're, you're almost bifurcating the, the species. Like, yeah, exactly. There's human beings and then, then there's whatever the other thing is, yeah. right? Or the other thing and the other thing. And the, and the other thing, yeah. Exactly. You start kind of creating this kind of, yeah, yeah, different kind of degrees. And now, something that I found interesting, again, the discussion itself, as you said, obviously, I don't think this in any way should inform public policies, for example. Yeah. I don't think anyone is thinking about kind of using existential risk as a framework to you know, put money into research. Mm. But when people start thinking, okay, this should be main priority, I agree with people who disagree with that because I don't think this is, should be the main priority. Yeah. However, catastrophic risk of AI, that's a different fish. Yeah. And I think those things should be into, taken into consideration. Yeah, so you've talked about the that horrible acronym, which I can't pronounce, but I, I believe Timnit Debru also talks about that, this kind of religious aspect of transhumanism mixed with long-termism, blah, 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 all these sorts of things which are creating uh, and um, trying to drive almost money, investment, yeah, yeah, in a way. Absolutely, right? absolutely. Um, and it's problematic, as you put it, because it, it you don't want it to drive policy because there are lots of things that we need to do now, right? Absolutely. And, yeah. and what's the catastrophic risk in, in what we need to do right now, do you think? I mean, catastrophic risk, the way I understand it, is the thing that can go wrong if mm-hmm. we don't take action now. So there are, I'm talking about potentially 20, 50 years time, which is, I think it has, it's an interesting discussion that we should all have. Um, things like, for example, you know, if we start connecting AIs to all our energy supply, for example, and then we have some type of exchange emerging behavior we can even anticipate or even understand, and then suddenly we have no access to any of the critical infrastructure. I mean, that is kind of pretty bad for society. You know, those things could happen. A really bad cyber attack that, for example, you know, leads to a a collapsing or the collapse of um, financial services, for example. Yeah, it's not existential risk. It won't, humanity won't go extinct. However, it can be pretty catastrophic. If, you, for example, one day you go to a bank and the money disappeared and you don't have an authority to say, hey, don't yeah. worry, we have here, we, we took all the safeguards. No, because it's basically, it's gone. Yeah. I mean, those things can happen. I don't see, I, I don't think those kind of potential catastrophic risks are science fiction. I think those things can go wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the things I did want to hit across um, was that we had lots of people seemingly quitting their jobs or like seeing the new possibilities within some of these large language models or just AI tech as progressing and going, actually, I can't work for Google anymore yeah. and, and such like, yeah. because it's too important for me to, to be in an institution and not be able to talk publicly what, about, yeah, about what I know absolutely. I've seen. Like Jeffrey Hinton exactly. yeah, was yeah. one of the so examples. Yeah. Do, do you think um, that sort of thing is, is bleeding into the idea that people are starting to think that we need to put the guardrails on, pull the brakes mm-hmm. on, um, or just discuss more publicly mm-hmm. uh, without 
you know, being sued or whatever, that there are these issues, these larger issues that we need to... to, to um, yeah, I think it, that was one of the good things about this letter. And then we saw lots of other letters. Uh, they were very similar. Some people say, no, we don't need to discuss that. We need to discuss bias and discrimination, things happening mm-hmm. now. Yeah. But the good thing about all these letters and all these discussions and the people like Jeffrey Hinton and all the people also, they came saying, okay, this is, I mean, it became at some point, I think in March, possibly June, that was the main topic of discussions. Yeah. Discussion, and main, mainstream, which is really important. As you yeah. said before, it was like academics having some discussions and then everyone was talking, yeah. BBC News, yeah. everyone. I think that's an important thing because we, obviously, we need to discuss this. We need to put also pressure on governments to put regulations. Uh, mm, it's been three mm. years since we you know, the European Commission started talking about regulations. Now yeah. we're going uh, we to... Yeah, we, we, yeah, we can talk a little bit more about yeah. that. But yeah. yeah, I think that it's a good amount of pressure and I think that's an important thing to do. As a society, we also need to understand the things. People quitting their jobs to speak more freely. I mean, yeah, I think that's you know, definitely it's a, good, it's a good sign. Mm. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, now, some of them, they're going to go and create some think tanks. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, mm, you have loads of influence already. Are you, mm, so, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, yeah. depends what you're going to do with that knowledge. Yeah. You're, you, you had all the, you're not interested in the think tanks? Uh, it depends. I mean, they're yeah. good think tanks, but there are loads of lobbying, you know, yeah. and lobby groups. And yeah, I mean, I'm not entirely convinced that's the best way to do it. I also secretly think there's, there's a lot of think tanks now. Like, yeah, loads and, of and, Institutes and research yeah. organizations. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, to, to be honest, I mean, again, people are just obviously free to do whatever they, they, they want. And no, as long you're, as you're it's telling legal. them what to do. <laughs> it's legal. Well, no, this is a new tendency. People, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't research that. You can't talk about that. So I'm not per se against think tanks, of course not. But when they are, they become lobby groups. And then, yeah, you start mm. thinking, mm, I don't know. I'm not totally sure. Let's, let's keep going down that line and... Uh, we also had this year, we had the US Gazump, the UK, the safety summit. Yeah, so safety we had the safety summit, summit in the UK. Yeah. And the week before, the US put out a, a announcement about... Yeah, and a, a safety summit institute. I think it was yeah. the night before. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just it's so... I, I love it. It's I so, know. I know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so we had, we had these uh, governmental kind mm, of um, yeah, ideas yeah. about um, what we should be doing with AI and actually... Um, it was frustrating for people like me because it was a closed door situation yeah, right? everyone wants to go I couldn't um, go either I would have liked to have been there and um, stuck my oar in but you know um, but you also have fringe events yes there's a lot of awareness one. about AI and AI safety what, what do you think this was all about the, the, the safety summit yeah, I mean, there's lots of cynical voices. They said it was just a performance. And, you know, people saying, oh, we should do this and that. I, I kind of disagree with that. I think the fact we're talking about this, the fact uh, people are more aware of the potential downsides and risk, uh, the you know, mainstream is constantly talking about it. We have the also announcement from the government, the AI task force became the AI Safety Institute. Right. So we're going to see, well, America, and there's, there's one in America, there's one here, another one in, um, they're kind of proliferating every, everywhere. Mm. So everyone's trying to get into the safety of AI, how to create safe uh, systems. So I, I think it was, it was a good 
good thing to do and to have and to host. Yeah. And obviously, it's all about being the leader of the yes, AI sure. safety. So it's, yeah, it's obviously it's a vanity, always a little bit of vanity behind those things. But I think the discussions were interesting. It was really good to see China uh, taking part and I think possibly 20-something countries, representative of 20-something mm. countries came. Um, I saw some of the discussions online. Uh, it was a positive development. We hosted one here in Bristol while you were there. The, yes, the fringe event. <laughs> the yeah. fringe event. Uh, yeah. That was really good as well. Lots of interest, lots of questions. Yeah, I mean, what's going to happen next? Yeah, obviously, that's the... The, the big question. Next year, we know in May, I think it's in May, this South Korea is going to host another one. Right. AI Safety Summit. Kind of, it's going to be virtual. And then November, France will do the same in person, I understand. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we are following a little bit of the um, uh, sustainability type of events like you know, the cops yeah, and you know, yeah. the, the globe. Everyone comes together to promise this and that. But yeah, yeah. The, as you said, yeah, we can promise yes, yeah, whatever you it, want. But. It, exactly. It's, it's mostly like we, we've come together, we're having these discussions, and it's a good excuse to yeah. talk with partners that you don't necessarily get to talk to face-to-face -face all the time, that sort of thing, uh, talk to governmental bodies. Um, but you are the, the outcomes are often these promises mm -hmm. to fulfill certain duties, yeah. let's say, and they're generally coming from either government level or from big company level, right? Um, so we will see the invites going out to you know your Facebooks and Googles. And yeah, yeah, all the big big tech. All the big players. Yeah, yeah. which I think is, is we need to invite these people. Mm. Yeah, we need to have lots of people, academics, members of civil society. Absolutely, we need to have them all. Uh, only one hundred people got an invitation. So those people wow. were upset. The golden ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I want to go. Yeah, yeah. everyone wants to go. Wow. But the interesting thing also is, um, also people were kind of thinking, oh, they're going to be discussing existential risk, and I don't think that's a fair mm. uh, representation because I don't think they were talking about existential risk. Uh, in my my impression, they talked about long term risk, not necessarily then five hundred or five thousand years. Yeah, but they were talking about what can go wrong. They talked a lot about creating something similar to them. We call Nuclear Atomic Agency, the International Atomic Agency. So kind of this body, global body, you mm. know, with some powers to say, okay, this is a high level risk of something going very wrong, similar yeah. to kind of nuclear disaster. So they can stop saying, okay, we need to stop this at this point. Like alert, alert, I will say. Uh, <laughs> That's very reassuring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And there was lots of conversations also about bias and discriminations. I think it was, to say, it was more or less balanced hmm. to some extent, obviously. The first one, next one should be better. But yeah. uh, code of conduct, lots of companies saying, we don't need regulations. We can, you know, come have some type of promise and we promise not to do this. I mean, those things are complete nonsense in my view. Yeah, this yeah, is the type yeah. of things that they don't help because yeah, I can have co code of conduct, so I can have promises to never do this, and then yeah, yeah, I, that's 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 yeah. For me, I, like I guess it's, it's something that we've been working on, you know, collectively and separately for ages, like advising like what people should be doing. Yeah, and absolutely. Part of that is publicly saying what you want to, how you want to conduct yourself, what your principles or 
your ethics or whatever it is. But you have to follow that up with like... Yeah, we need to, yeah, you need you know. to have some actions. I know just yeah. code of conduct and promises or, or more frameworks. We know there yeah. are like 500 plus frameworks. Yeah. I mean, we have plenty of those things. We need to start implementing this. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's good only if they can lead to regulations. I, I'm a big fan of regulations. A lot of people are, no, we shouldn't have. I think that's complete nonsense. I was going to ask you that. So part of the this equation is that we've had the EU... A bit like the GDPR, yeah, mm-hmm. which uh, was brought out in 2018, 18, yeah. I think, but was talked about before that. So now we're, we're going to have a EU-led, like, I guess, again, like gold standard regulation. Yeah, should, should be seen. Which will influence lots of different countries, obviously. Mm. The UK, where we are, we're no longer in the EU. No, so we're, we're going to have to do something about that, right? <laughs> so we're going to have to look at that yeah. legislation and go, yeah. okay, yeah. what bits are we going to take on board and which are we not? Um, so so you're like pro... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I am pro regulations. Obviously, you have good regulations. There are lots of things, lots of levels of uncertainty, lots of things you can't really you know, forecast or predict. But the interesting thing about this EU AI Act which is, yeah, I saw the draft, the final draft was published. It was Saturday, Saturday 8th of December. I woke mm. up, I was like, oh yeah, passed. Because it was like three days of kind of negotiations and France, Germany, and so France, Germany, and Italy, I think they were against the regulation of things like generative AI. There were right. lots of discussions about open source uh, AI and innovation, what's going to happen with this businesses mm. but at the end they, they agree they reach some type of agreement now it has to go next year well early 2024 um potentially march may and exactly where uh, when uh, through the european parliament and the council mm. and then the final agreement and they will be like enacted but then you have about 18 months to 24 months to be kind of implemented so businesses right. don't have to comply immediately yeah however Things like, I think, a generative AI, they've got a shorter window, I think it's 12 months, yeah. and things related to, like, biometrics, yeah. which is, that's a very complex thing. Because there's this risk. Because the risk, risk oh, is too yeah. high and it has a window of six months. Now, real-time biometrics uh, is a real, real headache uh, for everyone, really, because <laughs> you have this, you never, you should never use it then, except, and you have all these exceptions, exceptions. Right, right, right like terrorism or any act like, you know, really, yeah. really bad things happening. And, you know, they, they can say, yes, we are going to use it because it's an exceptional, exceptional circumstances. Yeah. But then that can be abused very easily as well. So it's, it's yeah, it's, it's a very, very difficult one. And also they had the new risk of systemic risk, which is wasn't before the law. So you have four mm. levels of risk, the EU Act. AI Act, you have the unacceptable risks, you have social scoring, mm-hmm. you have things like um, real-time biometrics with exceptions, yeah. these exceptions. Then you have um, anything like kind of manipulate people's behaviors on a scale. So those things that you can, you can, produce, you can develop, yeah. you can put on the market. Then you have the high-risk AI, which is possibly... I mean, some people say it won't be as many. I think lots of things are going to go into high risk. Anything that can have an impact on people's life, like access to education, mm-hmm. employment, financial services, lots of things that you're... Health. 
yeah, computer yeah. says no. Yeah, that's exactly, that, that's yeah. the things that can affect you. So yeah. those things are going to be lots of conformity assessment, lots of documentation. It's going to be mm. quite heavy in documentation and, and all this assessment you need to fill. And uh, lots of companies, I mean, I don't think anyone knows how to do it, to be completely honest, because it has never been done before. So yeah. we have all the example, ex, ahem, examples of other type of, you know, protocols like you know biomedics or bioethics they have kind of very strict protocols and uh, product liability when you buy something that is faulty so you can go say hey, i need my money back or something happened yeah. but you know, it's a mix of lots of different things i'm trying to put into these ais uh, because we don't really know how to regulate them uh, we're gonna it's gonna be a trial and error yeah but that's high risk then you have limited risk and minimal risk the interesting thing about limited limited risk, there are chatbots and things you're going to interact. You have to follow the um, transparency requirement, which is say, hey, you need to make sh- sure people understand that's a yeah. chatbot, it's not a person. You need to you know, ensure you demonstrate that deep fake is actually deep fake. So you have yeah. watermarking, which some people are already saying you are creating, you know, all the system to to fool the watermarking, basically. So you go watermarking and then mm. you go AIs that are trying to say, okay, we're going to ensure this thing. I don't know how on earth they're doing that. Uh, but it, yeah, but you're yeah. going to have one which yeah. says, hey, you should be doing that. And then you're going to create, someone is creating something already to kind of, to try to er- erase that. <laughs> yeah. It, what is it you respect that? Anyway. It, it feels like one of those things, there's loads of these things which it, it seems easier for companies because they have an interest mm. to, to not pay fines and yeah, to yeah. operate, right? And they are very heavy kind of fines it, as well. Exactly. Mm. So these, are, these are substantial mm. fines. Mm. And they, so they have an interest in not getting fined, making money, and doing that within you know, the guardrails of the law. Um, and all the... Like, the world is a globalized market, you know, with the internet. So you're you're having to if you if you sell in the EU, you're going to have to deal with this stuff. Yeah. Um, but there's people who are going to be using AI tools for other uses who aren't necessarily companies, who aren't institutions, who who aren't incentivized to abide by their systems, or or will not actually uh, it won't occur to them mm. that it, that exists. Yeah, which is going to be like bonkers, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that, that's yeah, that's another big problem. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, to, to give an example very quickly, uh, when it comes to things like minimal risk, there are things like spam filters mm. supposed to be a minimal minimal risk. And there was a case where I was talking with in a presentation the other day, and everyone laughed because it was like, well, apparently the republic um, the Republicans in the U.S. They were complaining against, I think it was Google saying uh, the company was sending their political advertisement or campaigns mm. to the uh, spam fil- uh, folder. Yeah. So obviously people laugh because they are Republican. Yeah. <laughs> but what people don't realize, yeah, you can laugh about that now. Mm. But what about if there's a minimal requirement? It's like basically you can develop spam filters. Nobody's going to check them. Mm. Yeah. But then it's not the political party you disagree with but it's your business yeah yeah or it's something a message you want to because yeah you are launching a new product whatever and then company says, you know actually i don't like these people yeah, so i'm gonna send yeah. the message into this month uh, folder yeah that's less funny <laughs> when it happens yeah. to you and he says yeah it's, it's a kind of strange because it's not yeah. really a risk you say oh it's you know but it can put companies into kind of serious difficulties yeah well i feel like 
like most of these things, I think AI is like that's the tool, right, for filtering things which are obviously spam all yeah, the way up absolutely. to maybe less so. It, I think the problem that that you've outlined there is actually the monopoly problem. Yeah, with absolutely. The, yeah, the, the mode of it communication, is. right? Yeah, it is. So, like, yeah. if you're a Google or a Facebook or, or a Microsoft, yeah, you, you, you basically can, control, yeah, you can control the mode. That. Of, like, yeah, the, the means yeah which is also take us to another big problem, which is why we give in these companies what so much control and also so much so much of the ethical decisions. So basically, you say, "Oh, I don't like your message because your message is whatever." Yeah. Oh, it's, like, it's not according to my values. Okay, yeah, fair enough. We have legal things. We got legality to say, okay, these yeah. things are acceptable. They are legal and also yeah. terrible. But sometimes say, you know, I don't like your political party. And it's nothing wrong with the message itself. But mm-hmm. the company don't, don't like these people. Why, why you, they have the control to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Also, the problem is that they have control and that we don't have access to monitor that control. Oh yeah, absolutely. In, in a way that it's, like that we don't have view on those levers, yeah, or that learning data. You know, it's all behind behind exactly, yeah, 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 behind yeah. doors. So we have no idea yeah. what's happening. Which is yeah, it takes all these things that are data provenance and yeah. how we kind of yeah, these are other things that's going to change as well. You need yeah. to start kind of demonstrating where you're getting data, how you're collecting data, how you while you you know cleaning the data. I mean, the entire yeah. life cycle, which is extremely yeah. complex thing to do yeah and it's like when you start reading all the <laughs> assessment and documentation it's like wow this is a lot you know it's a lot of kind of processes and things with right. yeah it, it, it's quite heavy yeah that's why i guess the uk they try to do something different and some people agree the uk they don't know how i feel about the uk pro innovation yeah. regulations so that i think i can't remember hearing a an ounce of regulation coming through the UK, it was mostly like we are pro mm. AI mm. and we are supportive of innovation and we are interested in, yeah. you know, accelerating our place in, in the globe. Which sounds good. For, yeah, exactly. Saying this is all good for mm. productivity, innovation, all this sort of stuff. So I'm guessing if the EU want the EU, the UK wanted to be more productive, mm. they could follow on the heels of the EU or, yeah. or do something similar but different or different mm. again. Um, to maybe put whole like fill the holes where the EU acts, yeah, or incentivize certain behaviour. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think one of the issues with the UK regulation. I mean, one of the good things. Some people will say this are good thing. Uh, is decentralised. I mean, yeah. the UK, you in the EU, you have this kind of centralised kind of government, and you have this or AI kind of advisory, whatever it's called, council or what's the name. It's like, yeah, it's like a council that people just always kind of looking at all the potential bad things that might happen. But they also create a database of incidents, things mm. that have gone wrong, which I think is a good thing because you see, I think engineering, all the kind of complex engineering projects, they also have all these kind of safety assessment. Yeah. They're very heavy on what happened in aviation, for example, they have this very big history or all the things that went wrong 20, 30, 50, 60, whatever years ago. Yeah. And then, okay, now we have a really good documentation to avoid future problems because we know these things went wrong before. Mm. So here it's a lot more like, yeah, body doing, you know, um, financial conduct authority is going to be looking at all the financial services and health is going to be another body separate, 
which is, yeah, it could be, people say it's going to be a lot more flexible, but the problems, are they going to communicate to each other? I don't know. Nobody knows how on earth they're going to become like, okay, I know that happened and that potentially can affect, because also mm. we're talking about big things like generative AI or multimodals um, systems or, or models. They can affect loads of different things. We won't affect just financial services, can affect loads of other things related to or even unrelated to that uh, kind of field. Mm. So we need that level of centralization in a way, even though people are against the idea, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like we need yeah. that, okay, we have all the information in one place instead of, oh, you know, yeah, I, I don't, re- I, I, I can, I couldn't see your report. Do you send it to me? <laughs> like, yes, I send it to you. Oh, God, sorry. But yeah, yeah that, that's not helpful. So yeah, I yeah, think we need yeah. a little more kind of strict kind of oversight and more like centralized, centralized approach than yeah. all this. Because they risk it, they never communicate to each other. Yeah, I mean, uh, these are perennial issues for sure, um, which I, we won't continue digging into because they're always frustrating. Um, so I've got, I've got noted down here, OpenAI's Sam Altman, Oh, debacle. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if you had anything to say about that. It's kind of sort of yeah. still ongoing. Um, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think anyone knows. I mean, yeah, apparently five people, uh, they know what happened. Yeah. Uh, all the rest is speculation. And apparently one of these existential risk and the potential really bad thing that might happen, uh, people who believe in those kind of risks, they start very, getting really unhappy with some old man being like apparently re- reckless thinking right. okay i don't care about the risk i want to make money that's the story i have no idea if that's what the reason you know this yeah. guy was fired then rehired then rehired it's yeah. Just, yeah it, it obviously makes make you think all these people with a huge amount of money and budget their communication is just awful <laughs> i was thinking oh you have a pr yeah you know? yeah but I, a, I guess they're they're spinning it right it's like yeah, but still, I mean, surely you can communicate these things a lot better because yeah. the only thing you're doing is a few more more conspiracy theories potentially or yeah. kind of crazy theories. Yeah. So apparently that was one of the reasons. And they started mentioning this Q-star, supposed to be a um, very advanced model. Okay, yeah. Which is supposed to be like, it, well, that advanced model is yeah. can do kind of basic math. Kind of yep. calculation okay. of math, yep. which is supposed supposed to be a, like a really kind of breakthrough on artificial intelligence. Yeah, it's called I think it's called Q star, and that was apparently one of the reasons they started developing something. They, yeah. nobody w- was told, and some old man was like, "Yeah, let's carry on with doing this." Is and so I like, yeah. okay, you need to stop this now. And that was one of the tensions. I have no idea to be honest. This is speculation. Yeah. Don't know if you know anything no, about no. what happened. No, I, I feel like it will shake out in the news mm. at some mm. point, but it, it's a combination of um, NDAs and self-interests and company interests and investor interests that obviously yeah, making it very hard to work out what's mm. actually going on there. But that was, if, if anyone's interested, it's the OpenAI mm. um, CEO. And yeah, yeah. They were fired, rehired, uh, etc. Yeah, some people think it also people who are kind of follow effective altruism, they mm. were unhappy also with their... Apparently, some some old man right. doesn't like the effective altruism movement, yeah. and there were some tensions there. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, it was purely about money and investment, and you know, yeah, are you developing yeah. this? And but yeah. it's, it's ironic because uh, the OpenAI 
organization was originally a not-for-profit organization. Not-for-profit, yeah. Yeah, so the, yeah. So the irony here is that it's no longer a not-for-profit organization, or should I say part of it is and mm. part of it isn't, yeah. I believe. I got that right? And um, now they're making presumably huge amounts of money. Yeah. But I can imagine they, they are spending a huge amount of money doing what oh, they do yeah, as what well. Doing. So there yeah. is that. Um, I can't imagine they are making loads of money other than taking on other people's money they're taking on yeah. loads of other people's money yeah yeah probably. <laughs> well yeah and i you know talking about that i was thinking it was a couple of days ago or a couple, possibly a week ago the new york times mm. issued um open ai of copy, copy copyright infringement saying okay this information you're releasing you are gonna give me that for free it's yeah. for paid subscribers and yeah, obviously that you got you got a serious issue there. Yeah, I don't know what's going to yeah. happen with that, um, but it's it, it is an interesting. And it's one of the first of that kind of. Yeah, kind. I think a Getty Getty images. Yeah, and yeah. Dali. Oh no, it wasn't Dali. Oh, I don't remember which one. Yeah, they also they sued another uh, kind of uh, mid journey. I don't mid, remember which one. One of the generative one, one of the yeah, yeah. The, one of the saying, yeah, you're using our images and yeah. you can do that. And then you know, New York Times, yeah, New York Times yeah. is, a, is a big it's a big thing. So obviously it's making lots of noise. Uh, potentially that's going to open the way to loads of loads, potentially people and organizations saying, okay, yeah. you're using my yeah, yeah. my content. And you, you know, you need to pay for it. Yeah, there's this thing called copyright, everyone. And... Yeah, this is something. But it's interesting because I was reading about this and so people say, okay, if they they have some type of agreement, mm-hmm. we can open AI and say, okay, we're going to kind of release a new type of, you know, exclusive for New York Times subscribers access. Yeah. So you have open AI and you have this link with New York Times, which is yeah. specifically for, so if you're a subscriber, open AI, oh, sorry, in New York Times, you can yeah. access through open AI instead of going in, into the website. New York Times website, which is obviously it's a crazy idea for some what? people. And yeah, it will be like a very personalized news feed yeah. with link to uh, New York Times. I don't know how that's going to work, but that's supposed to be a link between these two things. Okay, so they're, they're trying to undermine the lawsuit by saying, we can work together, guys. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, but yeah. that's potentially something people say that might yeah. happen. And you know, I, I don't, I think New York Times is going to, obviously, they're quite angry about it um, yeah yeah you can well, see why anyway i mean i think um for me that comes back to the idea of it's it's partly like recommendation systems but it's mm. also partly search right yeah and google and much to a lesser extent microsoft has shown that if you're the winner in search mm. there's there's a, that's large profitable yeah, yeah, place absolutely. to be absolutely so if the next winner in search is a big language model mm-hmm then you, you almost don't have to do anything else already and you've already got this golden goose situation. Yeah, and you've got this yeah. large um, part of the market mm. um, without even having to, to do poetry mm. or, you know, help yeah. their, their own stuff. Yeah, but I'm thinking how's it going to work in terms of, for example, you know, lots of these companies and mm. all the marketing goes through search engine and then you pay advertisement and you have all these kind of journeys people go from one place to another that will be just now will be the chat gpt type of all in i don't know all in one 
Well, in my in my dreams, right? This is where I'm lying in bed, going, "Oh, if only, if only they made the internet different back when, when the commerce existed on the internet." Yeah. You know, like we we don't need to do ads, right? Let's just all pretend that the internet isn't just ads, yeah. and that yeah. we live in a completely <laughs> different universe. Like there there are just simply other business models, and um, for example, if let's say Google and Gemini, which mm, is Gemini, yeah, only just the, yeah, released, been announced yeah. like uh, last week. If they decided that that's the search is now Gemini or whatever the, mm. the large model is, and you pay them, mm-hmm. then and it is vastly better than anything else out there. I can only imagine people will pay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, you know? yeah, absolutely. And it, it almost doesn't even have to be a large amount of money because. Every you know yeah, all those ad hits, millions and millions and millions of people paying. So you exactly, need to yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit like that thing when you, if you're a Facebook subscriber, there's a billion Facebook, like a billion people on Facebook or whatever it is. If everyone paid a dollar a month or something mm. like that, that's you know, yeah, yeah. billions a month, yeah, right? Yeah, so God, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's the scale, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Situation. So I, I can envision. I, I, I can dream about yeah but you're giving different... even more control of more <laughs> things which is like the idea of super apps or you know like the yeah. the, the Chinese one where you got everything in one yes big yeah. huge applications so you got yeah. all the financial your all the access to banks to all the your communication yeah. health record everything in one place which is yeah it makes me nervous to yeah, honest. Yeah. Uh, and the ten I mean and the tendency or the way we Potentially, we're gonna go. In, we'll be into the smaller language um, models, yep. actually, more symbolic type of AI instead of the thing we have more uh, now. So, require le- require less amount of data. It's supposed to be better kind of reasoning or logic. This should be using instead of this massive pattern recognition uh, thing we have now. So, the tendency could be the opposite to that, and all the people like you know just very quickly. Very briefly, like the data pods, the idea of you can kind of have control of your data you buy and you sell, which mm. is the, the Tim Berners-Lee idea. Yeah. And what Brave, but Brave is slightly different. Brave is, they, yeah. they do kind of the, software. Solid, the, yeah, the solid. Yeah, solid. Yeah, exactly, solid. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so what you're, you're saying we're going to the all-in-one super app or we're going into the opposite, which is the small kind of systems Yes. Yeah, we don't know which one we're going. <laughs> I would suggest that AI wouldn't like the small, small system, yeah, you know, yeah. because I guess the success of the current generation of AIs is the large, yeah, large data yeah. they consume yeah. to, to, to yeah. be trained on. Yeah. Um, I do like the idea yeah. of having my own data yeah. where I can uh, tell the system what I want done with it. Uh, that's cool, and I lo- and I love that. Um, mm. But I haven't seen any of the systems take off, and I've actually worked on some of those okay. um, cool. startups, startup mm. land, working in um, the UI and 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 user experience with some of those things. Okay, that's cool. Um, mm. But I haven't come across one which is, uh, let's say, nailed it. Mm. Yeah. But okay. both technolog- technologically and for the user experience, but most, mm. but I guess mostly for the. Like just marketing, just getting people to use it, yeah, and, and getting that mm. network effect, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I quite like the idea, and I, yeah. I, I, I will distrust a big or super app. I, yeah. I, it's not something I will sign for. Yeah, no, 
that was completely against my it's like my my nightmare basically like yeah. all my privacy like hey take control of everything it's like no thank you no yeah <laughs> i wouldn't go there why? They're nice. They're, nice they're convenient. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's too convenient. They're it's not like, interested yeah. in anything else but making money. Oh, yeah. wait. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just too, too many things in one place. That makes me nervous. Um, so, do you have any predictions for this coming year? Oh, God, predictions. Um, oh, I don't believe in predictions. I think the things we're going to carry on gonna discussing, definitely, the, AI, the next AI Safety Summit, absolutely. Um, the idea of safety, which is interesting because now it's taking a lot more into the cybersecurity space, and mm. even the language is a lot more red teaming. Uh, you know, you, which is, I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing anyway. Um, but it, it's just taking a different angle now. It's, societal risk is still very important. We're going to see a lot more, especially with the, ne- the elections next year. We have. I think it post, I think I heard you today. More than seventy countries are having elections in twenty twenty four. Yeah, uh, including obviously uh, USA and well here in the and UK possibly, we yeah. should yeah, have yeah. something around November, well yep. before January twenty twenty five, and obviously that's going to be that's just massive. I mean we yeah. don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we know already the use of these deep fakes are extremely. Uh, I mean you can't really distinguish these things. I don't think yeah. anyone can. And yeah, you can create AIs to distinguish or to say, hey, this is an AI, but then you create an AI that is going to corrupt that AI. <laughs> or that is like a change of, you create something, a safeguard, yeah. and then you create the... It's an arms race. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah against yeah. that safeguard yeah. just to, to kind of break it. So obviously, disinformation, misinformation, uh, deep fakes, elections, those things are going to be high in the agenda. Mm. Uh, more AI safety summits everywhere in the world. Neuro rights is something I find interesting. People have been talking about, have been talking about that. Yeah. Lots of people mock the idea. And to be honest, I don't mock any of these things. My mm. view on this is I listen. I don't dismiss people's... I might disagree with them, yeah, absolutely, yeah. but I, I'm curious. I try to read... People, I agree, disagree. I don't just follow mm-hmm. one. I try to get, get out of my bubble. Um, seems to be like there are lots of things happening in that space as well. Uh, this is book of, oh, I guess, Nita. Oh, I don't remember her name. Um, it talks a lot about it. Yeah. God, what's yeah, her name? so I, I guess your point is that the, we're going to get more implants. Yeah, neural links, for example, this is yeah, the, the other exactly. one. And yeah. Obviously, the effect that I can have in terms of, I mean, that's just so huge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely huge. I mean, people just, my, my control, mind controlling, basically. And yeah. just to kind of infer into your thoughts and your opinions. Exactly. And that, that's, that's you're huge. Rec- you're you're re- essentially recording the data that your brain is producing in order to control these things. Yeah. But then you're learning you a lot about. Yeah. And you can influence yeah. people's way of thinking, which is. Yeah. You know, if we talk about human rights, that's one of the part of human rights is to have the freedom to think or freedom of thoughts. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of these tendencies to control things, <laughs> which are like, hmm, okay, this is, yeah, that's something to, to be worried. Yeah. Absolutely. But neo rights, I think, is going to be a, another big, big discussion. Wow. I, 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 I would... We'll definitely get a episode on that in, in future. Yeah, think, you need I to think, get this lady. I think this is going to, it's going to be one of those things where it will explode mm. onto the scene properly at some point. So, 
Yeah, I, I think it, it, it's an interesting discussion. And the fact people say now, oh, we don't have the technology. Okay, but we might have the technology yeah. and we need to start thinking about this. But yeah, some people think these are just complete nonsense yeah. discussions. For me, are interesting discussions. Uh, I think in the near future, we're going to have companions that are going to be AIs. Uh, lots of people are against the idea. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's going to be a reality very soon. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I, yeah, I, I, know, I don't know. <laughs> I almost feel like the whole, uh, it's, it's that classic Iron Man thing, right? So if you've seen any of the Iron Man depictions, there's this AI helper, right? And I feel like it should be like that. It'd be, it'd be nice if you had a helper, which you may get emotionally attached to, mm. and that's bound to happen like mm. almost 100%. Um, but they, they don't need to be there to, you know, egg you on, have a romantic relationship. They just, they're just there to yeah. just kind of yeah. smooth over the, the hard edges of some... Yeah. Modern living, I would say. Yeah, I mean, romantic relationship with a robot is not something that ever crossed my mind. Uh, I can't really think about any anything like that. But I yeah. can imagine, you know, someone, for example, years ago, I went to a Bristol, a Bristol robotics lab. Yeah. And they, they have this kind of research about this pepper, this little robot. It's a very cute little thing. Yeah. And it was kind of helping people and kind of recovery after an injury or something. And I took part of one of the kind of exercises. It was really simple, like, oh, lift your uh, left hand, lift your, you know, whatever arm, just doing very simple exercises. But you start looking at this thing, obviously, it's like, it's very cute. Mm -hmm. It's there and it's telling you, now lift your right arm, now lift. And then you feel like, oh, it's very cute. And then at the end, the robot said, well done. And I feel so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's so stupid because I felt like this. Well, I did very well. You know, it's completely yeah. ridiculous. Obviously, I wasn't yeah. doing anything. You I did a good job. I did a good job, yeah. basically. Yeah. And I felt like, oh, that's great. And I felt like really like I achieved yeah. something, which is. But it, you can't. I mean, it's really difficult not to feel that, especially yeah. when they're cute and they're kind of really. I don't know. But if people think, hate <laughs> the idea. Yeah, we we had an idea. episode on on social robots with Bertrand Marley. Okay. And. and it's, it, I would definitely check that out if you're interested in this space because I think it's such an interesting area mm, which we I don't think we have that much on you know mm. um, I feel like there must be a lot of work to do in that social robotic yeah, area yeah and the thing is the only way we're going to do it is when we actually have them around us and then we're yeah. going to say okay because the one thing is to have a in a lab you know yeah. very controlled situation and people will get attached emotional attached or they hate whatever yeah but then when you release this into society and long term and they are going to be your carers potentially mm-hmm. yeah which is i don't i see that's going to happen you know especially your aging population you know uh, all the problem with care system uh, i think in the 20 30 years time we're going to have yeah potential little things saying take your medicine yeah is that really bad that's my question to have a robot and you feel attached to that robot um I guess it's nuanced, like all these yeah, things. Yeah, it's it very is. nuanced. Yeah, and I, I, without diving into another hour's worth of conversation, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I'll park the the nuance there. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and I'd like to ask you what what are you doing in twenty twenty four? Oh, I got lots of really interesting things I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, first of all, uh, I'm launching something called the Ethical Technology Network 
which is a new initiative in the Southwest. And interesting yeah. because I keep saying the Southwest, but it got people from other uh, parts of the countries already saying, hey, are you kind of doing you this? Come over here. Yeah, or yeah. are you yeah. doing just Southwest? So it's, I say Southwest because it's in Bristol mainly. Yeah. But it's all about providing practical tools, especially for small businesses, SMEs, small and medium-sized businesses, startups, and mm. people who are now big, large corporations, because they they have no access to anything. Basically, you can have all these regulations, you can have all these changes, they're going to be absolutely gigantic, and you have no, you have nothing. If you're a small business, you, you don't know where to start, you don't know where yeah. to go, you have tons and tons of web pages with millions of papers, frameworks, research, but you don't know where mm. to start. You don't know where, where to even start looking at yeah. anything. So I, got to, I want to bring all these things into, okay, if you are a small business and you need to comply with this regulation, this is the type of thing you need to follow. Yeah. If you want to adopt one of these AI frameworks, these they are the potentially the best fit for your organization. Yeah. So these are companies that might be making AI products but also probably using yes. AI products, right, on to buying, deliver their on services. buying as well. Recruitment yeah, exactly. is another yeah. area. Yeah. And also investment, which is something I, at some point, I have no idea how the investment system works. But yeah. uh, that's why the network is me plus all the people with all this expertise. So part yeah. of the network are lawyers, researchers, centers, and universities. Uh, I want to get with some people expert investment because obviously mm. I can provide all the advice, but I can bring the people with the expertise to help this organization. So that's why the network yeah. is going to be like a membership type of thing. So wow. businesses can get access to these services. Mm-hmm. And to launch the network, I'm going to be hosting a AI ethics, AI ethics, risk and safety conference. Yeah. And I had AI ethics and then I started adding risk and then right. safety. <laughs> Became too fashionable to uh, not to add safety. I, I feel like AI ethics is those things as well, but I it think, is. You know it is. I mean? It's absolutely. It is. Uh, yeah. But I think risk is another thing. I was yeah talking about the other day how risk has become a part of the political discourse, a public yeah. discourse. Yeah. You know, yeah. people talk about risk in the ways yeah. we, didn't talk, we didn't talk about ten years ago. So I think risk is also the idea of okay, we have risk and we need to understand this risk and yeah. safety. Obviously, is a Kind of approach this to, to, to realize some type of solution. So it's going to be the first one in the region, and I'm pretty sure that's the case. So big deal. Yeah. Um, it's going to happen the 15th of May 2024 at the watershed in Bristol. Yes. Yeah. By the harbour side. So it's a really cool um, venue. And the conference, again, is for businesses. It's very practical. It's not just to have academic discussions or to talk about, you know, conscious machines or whatever, which is, again, they're really interesting topics, but it's not, the conference won't be about that. So it's about businesses helping mm. other businesses, organizations helping businesses. And it has four themes. First one being all about regulation. So I have speakers coming to talk about, okay, if you're a business, this is going to come, this is going to happen. This is how you can prepare your business for the yep. relations. So got that covered. Second theme is about standards and frameworks. Yeah. And I got people very excited. Uh, I, I am dying to tell you who's coming, but I won because it's too... I, I, I'm going to keep it. Am I going to be there just to disagree with everyone? Yeah, right? yeah. You're invited to come. Yeah. And you're invited just to, to do a yeah. podcast if you want live Thanks. podcast. I think, I'm, I think I'm going to come and I'm just going to be like... 
in the corner. Wait, but that's, I like that. I think yeah. that's, it's great when people disagree. Okay, good. So I got people coming to talk about standards, people developing yeah. standards. So it's really good. And third team, the theme is um, training. So what's happening in the world of, you know, how we're training people to understand this risk. Yeah. Fourth one, which also is going to be quite unique in that sense, is organizations implementing this kind of frameworks or doing actually doing the job not just talking about oh we're gonna do all these great things so i got uh, organizations coming okay we started developing an ai framework ai ethics or risk framework and yeah. these all the things that went wrong all the things that worked yeah. lessons learned yeah so it's gonna be all about that kind Super. of practical advice 15th of may 15th of may all day bristol, bristol yeah and it's gonna be affordable uh so people can come from london yeah. manchester whatever you're gonna you record it that sort of thing going to film it no it's gonna be unique oh. <laughs> no just one day but uh, i'm open to you know if you want to do a live podcast yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay absolutely. i'll do a uh, uh, greatest hits yeah no, absolutely yeah. and yeah we're gonna have a panel discussion and all that yeah. so it's something i think okay but yeah that's that's the plan and we also have ben yep you were to say now yes yeah the end of march uh we're gonna be doing training uh, kind of half day yep well we need to go into more details but we'll be and AI ethics, I think it will, see, will be AI and ethics kind of training for, yeah. again, business organizations. We're going to cover things like AI, generative AI tools, applications, uh, something around AI governance and regulations, especially an overview, and very importantly, a practice, practical exercise. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to happen the end of March. And that's part of the AI fringe again hopefully. yeah they should yeah, yeah it should be part yeah, yeah, of that yeah, so and applying for that yeah i'm applying for that so yeah. hopefully that's gonna happen as well yeah super so um are you feeling positive about 2024 before we go Is oh this, yeah no it's, it's gonna be busy okay. and it's gonna be loads of yeah. things i mean my, my pile of books and articles like yeah. that now it's just out of control so that's always good yeah Awesome. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Um, I will look forward to working with you and I'll see you and uh, everyone else next week. Okay, brilliant. Thank you so for having me. Bye. Hello and welcome to the end of the podcast. Thanks again to Karin Rudolph. I'm especially excited to do a special uh, roundtable podcast at the AI Ethics Risk Safety Conference. Uh, so check that out in the coming months. And I'll put a link in the website show notes when tickets for the conference are announced. I especially like the idea of neural rights. We talked briefly about uh, social robots and uh, social AI. And I'm sure those would be themes that are cropping up in the near future, as well as obviously the massive takeover of foundation models, LLMs, and hopefully something new. We'll see. And I hope you all have a wonderful 2024.